Hit it. Hey, how you doing? Hey, where you been? Three girls talking about a lot of love and sin. And there's someone sitting next to us. Who that freaking man? It's ooh, oh, oh. It's Keith. <laughs> All right. Ooh, everyone's settling into their podcast chairs. That's Scottish. I feel real good right now. Do you feel good, Keith? Oh, I feel great. Oh, baby boy, I'm so excited about that. Oh, delicious. <laughs> Keith, do you want to lead us in the podcast prayer? Lord, uh, bless this podcast like never before. <laughs> Lord, make this podcast special in the name of the one and only Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen. 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 Wow. <laughs> Today we were going to talk about our families a little bit and how our families fueled us as artists and how they feel about us performing now. My dad is so funny. He's still hilarious. He just, and I think a lot of what's so funny about him is these little intricacies. Like if someone would sneeze in a restaurant, it was just like, oh my God, you know, he, <laughs> he would lose it. And I would think it's kind of funny. And I feel like I'm such a combination of really my mom and her passive aggressiveness and being like playing the like kind of silly victim, like the wide eyed, like doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> I really, you know, I feel like my performing is is a product of both of them. My grandma would tell me like she was really funny, but she was really sarcastic. And my, my aunt, I remember her interviewing my grandmother on her deathbed. She just like interviewed her about her life. And it's hysterical, the interview. Like, it's so funny. And there's moments where my aunt, who's also pretty funny, but she was trying to be kind of gentle with my grandmother. And she's like, now, when your brother came back from the war, he was he was different. She's like, well, he was crazy. He was nuts. <laughs> <laughs> came back shithouse nuts. They all did. <laughs> <laughs> she was yeah. just so funny like that. She would just say exactly the truth. Yeah. She had this guy take care of her, help her around her house. And she goes, just thinking about him hanging up my big fat drawers, my disgusting underwear. Oh, it makes me so happy, sweetheart. <laughs> just imagine him clipping him up there. <laughs> and that's how we got the flower that is Rachel. Kev, who was your, was it your uncle or who would give people two weeks? Yeah, he would, if you pissed him off, he would just, he would just put two fingers up and go two weeks. And he wouldn't talk to you for two weeks. But it, <laughs> That's the best thing ever. If you saw him on the street and you'd be like, hey, and he'd just walk, would ignore you. Two weeks. And then would he do it just, just at two weeks? He would begin speaking again? Like nothing happened. Oh, oh that's my God. Is that the greatest? Is that the greatest? I want him on this podcast. Oh. I know. I, I've wanted to give Keith four weeks many two, times. <laughs> two weeks. That's oh hysterical. That's it. No warning. Middle of conversation. Two yeah. weeks. <laughs> oh, that's good. I did take Amy to Philly. It was a funeral, right? So all the women in the neighborhood were in the kitchen. <laughs> and his his aunts are hilarious. So Kev's aunt, aunt Jewel, she was like talking about how she missed landlines with, without caller ID because she used to get obscene phone calls. Like heavy breathers. But then they would all know because it would be the neighborhood, you know, like you wouldn't make a long distance call because it'd be expensive. So yeah. <laughs> you kind of knew whose voice it was. But Kev's aunt was like, you know what? I kind of miss it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I called my grandmother by mistake. Like we were dialing so much Come numbers. On. I called my grandma. I was like, hey, why don't you show me your cookie? She said, Keith? I'm like, oh. oh my God, really? <laughs> also, calling it her cookie. cookie. That's, that's, <laughs> 
Six. That's terrible. <laughs> my grandfather was hysterical. Yeah. My brothers are both funnier than me. They're just funny. Yeah. You know, my brothers. What I, kind uh, of stuff did your grandpa do that was funny? My grandfather would like, you know, he'd hit you and then he'd say, what's that you thinking? <laughs> yeah, he sounds like a blast. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, yeah. boys, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Like it'd be like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. He'd say, I'll slam you in the bed so hard you'll bounce to midnight. Oh, that's good. That's a good wordplay. Pretty sharp line. The bullying first starts at home with your brothers, sisters, yeah. and stuff like that. That's where you first yeah, get bullied. Deep bullying. psychological warfare. Uh, my brother lasting. used to bully me. Like he, I was laying on the sofa watching cartoons. He just stand over me, fart in my face. Whatever torture my brother did, he always made. Um, he would call it like Chinese, whatever the torture was, with no information. But he'd just be like, "This is Chinese water torture," and then he would just hold my head under the water. I'd be like, "Chinese fart torture," oh, which was just like farting on my face and just making dumb, like, Asian-esque noises. Everything was, yeah, everything was Chinese, whatever the torture was. But a lot of farting should be locked up. (laughs) 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 Oh, no, I tortured Kim, my little sister. God knows. I, I, I mean, weird little... Like, very specific things. Like, I would make her listen to the soundtrack to Phantom of the Opera. And I would, I was like, I'm the Phantom. <laughs> and my mom would, Kim would be, like, going to my mom's room. Like, I'm like, I'm scared. And she'd be like, do you want to sleep with Amy? And she's like, no, it's Amy I'm scared of. <laughs> I was that bully. Wait, but you should be arrested then. I should. I should definitely do some time. Uh, my brothers, and, they used to make me watch The Omen, and then they would lock me in the basement. So now oh, I can't watch Oh, that's like the- actual abuse. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. We have guest Cole Escola, actor, singer, comic, and often plays Bridget's unborn child, mm-hmm. come back to haunt her. Can you maybe do a better job explaining? <laughs> uh, Cole and I did this show, uh, and it was called Rock Bottom, and I wanted somebody to play my unborn child, my fetus, and I was like, oh, I want that to be Cole. And your, we'll, your aborted fetus, uh, right? I, yes, yes. I'm yes. glad we're talking a little bit about abortion because um, we're going to have to get real <laughs> real clever if, if you have an unwanted pregnancy. It's such a great time to be a woman. It is, it is. But um, I've always thought Cole is um, delightful and sort of leads you down a, a path that is unexpected but not like um, – yeah, like you're a very Cole's a very special performer, and you yeah. can use that as a quote for your next show. Absolutely, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> okay, now when I first seen uh, mm-hmm. Cole, you, you I, did not I know, know that today Cole when was he walked alive. in. Cole has so many great stories about uh, his parents and growing up, and I felt like I had a kindred spirit. We just like would laugh about all the horrible shit that our, our um, dead dads. Yeah, yeah. Your dads are not alive. Yeah, they were at one point, and now yeah. they're not. They just stopped. My dad has been dead for a little over two years. I'm so sorry for fresh. your loss. Thank you. So uh, sorry every for time- your loss. Sorry for your, your loss. loss. Sorry, sorry for, for your, your loss. loss. <laughs> My dad's alive, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, <laughs> he wheeling was, all around. My dad wasn't really like Bridget's dad. Wasn't really like around. What are some of your memories of him? Well, he was always drunk. Did you know you were so young? Like, did you know he was drunk? You know, that was just dad. That was dad. That was just dad. That's what dad smells like. <laughs> when you smell my dad, like your eyes start to water. <laughs> <laughs> we would hear his truck coming home 
from the bar and we would hide under the couch. Oh, I love that. <laughs> my parents would tag team drink. Like when he came home, then my, it was my mom's turn to go to the bar. Oh, that's See, responsible that's a parenting. Making it yeah. Work. yeah, that's making it work. He would pass out on the couch and then we would stay up watching TV until we heard mom's car coming, <laughs> and then pulling you'd hide in. Again? Then we'd go in bed and pretend that we were sleeping. <gasps> oh, and cute. then one night she didn't come home. Where, oh. where, where was she? She got in a car accident and then she had to go to rehab. Yes, queen. <laughs> yeah. Yes, mom. And that's a special kind of alcoholic for you to have to check into the hospital. More than once like, even. Yeah, more yeah. than yeah. once. Yeah. Like you never hear about people going to detox unless you grew up in our households. Yeah. In Kansas, they never catch you. They just sort of let you go. My dad was a lawyer, so they'd pull him over and he'd be like, <laughs> and then, oh, hi, Don. <laughs> You're on <Yeah>. your way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. My dad got so many DUIs, he had to take the bus. Mm -hmm. So that was cool when my I was in high school. I had my dad. that breathalyzer to start the car. Hot. Oh, no. So hot. Very on school. trend. Very yeah. on trend. Yeah. And it is a cool thing to have your parents get really drunk at that age, because that's a cool age for you to witness that. Yeah. 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 My dad bought me um, a 22 when I was two years old. Yeah, that's when you need to be armed. <laughs> yeah. That's smart. He was just like, you know, a drunk. Mm -hmm. He didn't know any better. We lived in a trailer. I'll get this for the kid. Yeah. We lived in a trailer, but not even in a trailer park. It was in someone's yard. Oh, we couldn't I know. Whose yard? It was his friend, John's, until he chased us out. John? John. Drunk. No, not, not John. Dad. No. Dad chased us out. With a gun. With, with your a gun. With your 22? I don't, I don't know. You can't remember the gun. I can't remember the gun. It was. How old were you? I was six. Well, then and why didn't you shoot him? Uh, you're right. <laughs> what do you remember about that? Do you remember anything? I just remember being excited that we were going to my grandma's house. <laughs> sure. Then I was annoyed that we had to stop at my mom's sponsor's house on the way there. <laughs> I was like, Sandy. Oh, we're about to get into Sandy's bag of bullshit. <laughs> it's so funny, those moments when you're tr that are traumatizing when you're a kid, you were usually thinking about like snacks or totally. these other, because you're like, just completely unaware of the level of Mom, do we get active. to stay at grandma's forever? She's yeah. like, maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember we were if in the this. shelter can't take us. <laughs> I remember we were in this restaurant once and like my dad's like collapsed in the middle of the restaurant and then thinking like maybe we can convince mom and her like weak state to get us like lots of chocolate and big chocolate Hershey kisses. Right. That's so evil that I was that evil. No, like, I you were a child. I get him. it too. Yeah. yeah. When yeah. my parents were like, we're getting divorced. I was like, okay, cool. Like Two more Christmases. presents. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Mm -hmm. I was two Hanukkahs, but. <laughs> <laughs> 16 nights, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have an active imagination? Like when things oh, were yeah, so awful, yeah. were you, what were you like? I at home? I had a little like, um, you know, those little tape recorders with the of microphone. Course, of course, essential. I would just lock myself in my bedroom and talk into it for hours. Do you have those tapes? No. Really? Where yeah, are they? I don't know. That sucks. And sometimes, a lot of times I don't even think there was a tape in it. Yeah. <laughs> I just liked my voice being amplified by the... Right. That's why we yeah. do this podcast. That's exactly <laughs> That's exactly what that's, this is. I wish you had those tapes. I know, me too. Those are like your little cold journals. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, but you know what is really sad is reading your own journals. <laughs> As I've learned, oh it's, it's brutal. Every entry is like, I promise to start writing in here more often. Sorry I haven't written in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the guilt of a journal. <laughs>
my dad would tickle us. Oh, but he God. was drunk, so he would just he would tickle too hard. Yeah, that's horrible. Are you still like triggered by tickling? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah, it's actually a turn on now. Of course, that's oh. what we do because yeah, we eroticize think, our trauma. Yeah, why is that? Because we want we want to feel like we're in control you of gotta it. You got to do something with it, right? Is that yeah. why I like choking now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the idea of it. That feeling when you're first dating and you just like want the other person to want you, yeah. you know, and that feeling of being wanted. It's so powerful and exciting and you're in love and whatever. And then over time, like that seems crazy, yeah. you know, like you just at this point, if like my husband like threw me against the wall or, you know, like pulled my hair a little or so I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Like relax. <laughs> we have to watch 90 day fiance in a minute. So mm-hmm. simmer down. I remember I had an aunt or she was like a boozy aunt or whatever. And now I realize I'm the boozy aunt, but um, yes, I'm are. like the aunt Jackie in my family, but I'm that aunt that comes over that like needs her laundry. That doesn't really have like a plan. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I feel like I'm that aunt. As now. the kids do her chores. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember my, my mom was like, if Diane gets drunk and starts to bragging about her implants, you let me know. Or something. Wow. I just love that that was her go-to. She was like, you know, she goes, a man really wants you. When he really wants you, he throws you around a little bit first in a fun way. And then she took a nice long. I just need to disagree. Drag out of a very long Marlboro, like the longest Marlboro you've ever seen in all your days. A Marlboro 300? Well, you're out on on the dating scene. Is that what people are up to these days? Is there a lot of tossing around and and light choking and stuff like that? Everything's going on right now. Oh, okay. There's no... um, um, there, it's too much. There's too much going on. Do you dating? Ever, yeah, I did. I recently did. Speaking of families, I did father son role play. I was. The you dad. did not. You you were I not was the, the dad. dad. You put two socks on and. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Tell some yeah. dumb jokes. Yeah. 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 I was like, "Where have you been? <laughs> Where, hey." I'm so rock you were supposed to. You were supposed to come right home from school, young man. <laughs> you get in the room right now. I'm going to do to you what I do to your mom. That yeah. Kind of That's yeah. great. You've got Thank it you. down. See, I, I told you he was talented, right? That's also, a great talent. my apartment is very... I live alone, and it's a very granny apartment. I have lots of lace doilies and ceramic figurines. Mm -hmm. So I was just looking around, and I was like, this isn't a dad apartment. (laughs) You wanted the set. You wanted wanted the real set. You needed a costume designer, a lighting designer. So then in my head, I was like, do I say, like, thanks for coming to your grandma's? Um, yeah, change it to work for you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Thanks for meeting. I feel like a scary dad. <laughs> yeah. When there's like a lot of oh like like dogs from the Franklin Mint, like pewter dogs from the Franklin Mint around. <laughs> yeah. Dogs. I have like oh a ceramic God. bunny with like fake yellow roses. Oh, that out sounds of it. lovely. It's it's adorable, but, but it's, it's not. But it's tough a, if you catch that in your eyeline during role play. That was better than like. Some people at, like to be humiliated. Yeah. And I'm too cerebral about that. Like, I make fun of them for wanting to be humiliated, which isn't the type of humiliation they want. They'll be, like, they'll be like, humiliate me. And I'll be like, that's stupid. That's like the most basic kink possible. And they're like, what? And I'm like, no, this is me humiliating yeah, I'm you. I'm doing it right I'm now. I'm doing it. <laughs> I do have a video of my dad dad on his deathbed. I'd like to see your dad dying. Can I check it out? Yeah. Yeah, let's see. This is so fucked up. Mm. Let's see. Okay, I'm watching. I I panned the room. Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's get a feel for the room. So Bridget and I are watching Cole's 
It's in his trailer. It's dark. It's dark. It's wooden and there's well, some fake flowers, flowers, a green yeah, blanket. Mom. And oh. here we go. Cole's dying dad. His mouth is kind of open. Oh, that was oh, it. Oh, that was it. Hmm. So oh, pound it or pass my dying dad. Do you want to pound it or do you want to pass? Pass. Do you want to pound it or do you want to pass? Pound it. Okay, I'm picturing straddling him. Mm-hmm. Moving the green blanket over. Mm-hmm. You're filming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pound it. Honestly, I'm okay. going to pound your dad because just because you're dying or you're in a wheelchair doesn't, you know, is there some rule that you shouldn't have an orgasm? That's right. I'm going to I'm gonna pound right. your dad, your dying dad. <laughs> I'm going to pound it, and here's why. Okay, you are into role play. <laughs> and I think um, I'd like to role play with daddy, and here's why. <laughs> Yeah, no Number one feel one. pressure to bless me. <laughs> We're thinking about pounding his dad. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I love him. Well, God's I'm still selfish. alive over here. Anyway. I, I like that he can sit up and sleep. I think that's romantic. Okay. <laughs> so I'm I think gonna, it's the reflex. I'm going to crawl into bed with him, and he's, he had a green blanket yeah. draped across his lap. I would crawl under there, and there's some fake flowers there, so there's already romance in the room. And uh, <laughs> he's breathing just barely. Just and that's enough. how I like them, just enough. <laughs> so I'm going to have him put some of those little whisper breaths on my neck. <laughs> and then I'm going to take my tongue. <laughs> he didn't show it on the video, but I bet he's got nice hairy nipples. <laughs> the hair's not on the actual nipple, but, but it surrounds it like a, a koala. <laughs> like, a, like a UFO in a, in a cornfield. Like yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yes. What so imagery. I'm gonna, so I'm going to take the corn. I'm going to whip it around that UFO. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God. Wow. wow. And is... while he's still sleeping. I put my mouth on that on, the, mm-hmm. on his little mushroom cap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Rage? Hell, I'll ram your dad. Sure. <laughs> Shit. See, you, I, I'm gonna do a little sexy bedside dance. Oh, so I'll yeah. be like, I'll be the child, and ha- you know, I'll give myself a big lolly, short skirt, twerk a little, just a whisper of a twerk, tease him a little bit. <laughs> Dying man loves to be teased. Something yeah. you probably didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> but it was a Cosmo article, a little uh-huh. red Cosmo article. Wear uh-huh. his clothes while he's dying. <laughs> I'm going to have one big long feather. I'm going to feather the side of that, that oh face. Oh, God. up and down. Three feathers. You spanked me. You spanked me. Spanked me because you were a bad daddy. Very confusing instructions. <laughs> so I'll ask him to play along. How did he die? Prostate cancer. Yeah. Hey, me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because of something, because he fought in Vietnam. And there was like, what do they call it? Asian orange that they're exposed to. Asian orange is, is like a Agent kind of vitamin orange? water. Asian Agent orange. <laughs> I think Agent orange is the thing. Yeah. I'm going to pound his dad. I'm definitely going to pound his dad. I'm going to pound his dad. I'm going to put some uh, Temptations on. Papa was Rolling Stone. Mm. Huh? Yeah. And I'm going to slowly rough tickle him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> huh? And then we're going to go at it. That's beautiful. <laughs> And now with with performing, like, does your uh, family ever see you or like what's their relationship they've to you as a like, performer? They've seen clips of me performing on YouTube and stuff, but they've never they live in rural Oregon and they've never been here. 
That sounds I, great. Yeah. Yeah. But now I think I'm going to be performing over there. And yeah, I'm that'll be terrified. In Portland mm-hmm. or something? Like yeah. close enough? Yeah. yeah. It's, you think it's, they'll come? Yeah. 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 They have yeah, to. They're proud tough. of you, I'm sure. Yeah, they are. They're really, yeah. they're really But proud. when they've never seen any live, like Mark Normand, who opened for me for like, has opened for me for years on the road, his parents finally came to see him in New Orleans. We were at the House of Blues. And they'd never seen him perform live before. And he gets on stage and his his dad starts waving to him. <laughs> no. Yes. Yes. Waving to him. Not saying anything. Just wa- like people don't understand yeah. what a live performance is. So his dad, Mark's telling jokes and his dad through the whole show is waving <laughs> to him. My brother heckled me. I was in Kansas City and oh they were just God. like, he's up there with the video camera and standing up and, you know, Bridget. And I'm like, God, <laughs> I was so furious. Yes, no, it's always your friends or your family. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm, it, yeah. I know my mom is going to get wasted and just be like, that's my baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, I want to, I want to punch her. Yeah. I will. That's going to be a tough, <laughs> that'll be a tough evening. I remember I was on the phone with you that time. I, Amy, that I, that I was playing for my parents in DC and it it's was your like, parents and their friends. Was it was the funniest their friends. Year. Yeah. They brought, they brought their congregation. They have this liberal congregation that it's like this, this Hebrew group that doesn't believe in God. I don't really understand Great. it, but yeah. anyway, they brought their like liberal Havara, like whatever, Beth Hanai, something or other. And <laughs> Beth Hyman. like, oh, Christ. And then there was one woman that always glares at me. I'm like, Joan's going to come and glare at me. <laughs> and she doesn't smile. And my mom's like, Joan's just an angry person, but she's lovely. And I'm like, that's not, you can't, that's not a sentence that follows. But I remember telling you, Amy, I was like, my parents are coming. They're bringing all the, and you're, she, you were just like, it's just as bad as you think it's going to be. Yeah. Just get yeah. over it. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. there's no like, maybe it'll be Right. No, right. it's hell. It sucks. Yeah. And they're totally supportive, but sometimes that's even more embarrassing. Like, they're so lovely and supportive. Like, what do I have to bitch about? But I just remember saying the words mediocre hand job and I made accidental eye contact with my with father. Oh. Sure. And he I, was, I like, encouraging me as I was yeah. saying hand job. And it was just so gross. Just yeah. my dad's, like, open, like, go get him, girl. And I'm like, ugh. Keith, Keith is itching to say something. No, because I'm, I'm looking y'all. You're like, y'all don't want your families around. I don't want nothing but my family around. Yeah. Like we, we, you know, they're funny and they, you know, I mess with them just like, you know, if I, I seen somebody waving at me, I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? Yeah. You know, I would no, take note to that. I wasn't. Uh, so you're saying you're a, a much better comedian and person than Mark Norman. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <Yes>. No. <laughs> no, but I'm saying I, I love my family. Yeah. You know, my mom always took care of us with anything. So I don't have that. You know, she made sure we was good. Did your mom see you perform a lot? Yeah, she's she seen me perform. Yeah, she's seen super me. Super supportive. Absolutely. Yeah. She, you know, so she was good. Yeah. You know, my dad passed away a long time ago. Sorry for your loss. Sorry, Sorry for your loss. loss. Sorry for your loss. All right, cut the track. But, <laughs> but, but my mom was always, you know, she was in the groove. She was there. And my grandmother, all of them, they all cursed, whatever. They yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're all really happy for you. Anyway, I'm just uh, to tell you, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah, we understand. all love our families too. I don't understand this bitching about your families. No, <laughs> I don't. It's different. It's di- it depends on the person because, like, my mom's a great audience member, and and so is my dad. Like, they'll come in a fun, and I can even talk about them, whatever. But but then there's some people that are, you know, narcissists or whatever, and they want to make it about them, and you know, there's just drama that comes along with. 
with family. And also, you, I can't say all the stuff that I would say, say here in, at Joe's Pub in New York. Right. Like if I'm in Kansas doing a show in front of my sure. family because half of them have to edit out like 40%. Right. Because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And like I say things as jokes and like, and it's me just sort of like, bullying back I guess I don't know but like yeah. having my you don't chance. have to justify it to us <laughs> yeah. but if I said it to them it would hurt their feelings I don't think they could take the hammering like I did when I was seven years old <laughs> yeah there's more careful orchestration in your head when your family's there like every time before I go on stage I'm like why did I do this to myself I know I, I always remember the opening night of your show rock bottom you were putting on your makeup and you were like why do we do this? <laughs> you got, it's so serious and so like I was performers like, <laughs> inner monologue. Yeah. Every night. Every time. Oh, except for Keith, who's yeah. like, these people need to hear me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what have you been like sort of thinking about lately? Like what do you feel like talking about? Well, I'm trying to figure out what I like to do. Right. Because I don't really have any hobbies or interests. Have you been of noticing? Have you been noticing, like, I do a lot of things that I actually don't enjoy, but I've been told I should enjoy? No, but I, I have been trying things that I think that I should enjoy that I don't. Like, like what? Like going to museums. Yeah, no, that's a I bunch of bullshit. I've never cared for a museum. I've Name one thing that you've ever like seen in a museum. a graveyard for, like, no, nice this is things. No, this is a quote from Rachel Feinstein. This museum is dog shit, and she slammed the door to Anne Frank's house and never looked back. Never looked back. I was back. like, lies, lies, lies. Wow. Fake news, Anne. <laughs> so, okay, so no museums. Mm, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that. You like going to mixers. I've had a mixer at my place, and you've been to one or two of them. I, I like going to your mixers. You come okay, over. so you like Bridget's mixers. I like going to Bridget's mixers, I don't, but I don't know what I like to do outside of... Because performing do you like to used to be, mm, I just do it out of fear. And what do you do to work out? I go to Barry's boot camp. Oh, what? damn! Yeah, that damn. is that is a That's hard serious as hell. workout. It's not that hard. <laughs> oh, please, <laughs> Barry's boot camp is hard. The fact that you don't experience that is hard. That is the most puss nasty workout in I, in New York. I know my body will never will never be in there again. But do they shame people that are out of shape? Like I could never walk into yes, a they do. And no, do they? Well, they'll oh, they'll be like, if everyone it doesn't run at this level, everyone has to do another. You know, there's some it depends classes on the, like it depends that. on the instructor. Some are like, go at your own personal best. <laughs> no, now, I would resent me. that person, but I'd also secretly love them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then okay. also the like, find me on social media, guys. Like this is not this doesn't have to end here. Like mm -hmm. I am also gonna prey on your loneliness mm -hmm. and make you think I want you to be my friend. I like that part. Well, yeah, that's how I wound up, you know. It satisfies some, like, trauma, like some grade school, middle school gym trauma. Yeah. Hey, good workout, bud. Oh, totally. I'm like, really? If someone says my name during a workout, like, good job, Amy, keep it going. I'm like, <laughs> I want to scream cry from joy. I know, I know. Me I feel too. so encouraged. Me too. I'm never more proud of myself than when I'm in one of those classes. And I'm like, who'd have thunk? Me. <laughs> Exercising. If I could go back in time and tell 10-year-old faggot little Cole that he would be on a treadmill and loving it someday. That's wow. so sweet. I one time had an indiscretion with a, uh, a workout instructor, mm -hmm. meaning I went home with him and he was a to-the-ceiling hoarder and he ate me out on a um, 
sheetless mattress while I made eye contact with his Rottweiler. <laughs> now, the lighting in these classes, it's very sexual. It's incredible. And the music, whatever, you, you get confused with a charismatic instructor. I'm not above it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. It's a goddamn pleasure. For um, breathing new life into memories of my father. Everyone needs to go see Cole Skull at uh, Joe's Pub or on the road and working on the Amy Sedaris show. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Uh, See you guys later. Thank you so much for joining us. And please don't be a stranger. Stay strong. Talk soon. Hey, 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 three girls, one Keith. Three Girls, One Keith is a Spotify original podcast. Our executive producers are me, Amy Schumer, and Kevin Kane. Our executive producers at Spotify are Natalie Tulla and Robin Hopkins. Three Girls, One Keith is produced in collaboration with the team at Gilded Audio Design, Andrew Chug, Whitney Donaldson, and Dan Rosato. And by the way, make sure to follow Three Girls, One Keith so you don't miss a single episode. The shampoo's been used. <laughs> I've gotten incredibly cheap lately.